Hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Timeline Astrology. Today I'd like to talk about the planet Venus, which is called Shukra in Sanskrit. Shukra is another word for the reproductive fluid. So the reproductive fluid is the most refined substance of the body. And from an Ayurvedic perspective, it is the end result of all the digestive processes. So that reproductive fluid is also processed, of course, and used to rejuvenate oneself. So the end result of that process is called ojas. Ojas, from an Ayurvedic point of view, is our battery juice. So we're all born with a battery, in a sense. We're all batteries. And we can charge or discharge our energy depending on our activities. So different things, whether diet, lifestyle, sexual activity in particular, can either drain or can cultivate our energy. So Tantra in particular is about cultivation of energy and cultivation of the sexual energy in particular. So Venus is all about sexuality and sensuality. Venus represents the marriage partner and relationships in general. It represents pleasures and luxuries, desires that we have, comforts we're afforded in life, such as nice clothes and so on. It represents music and dance and enjoyments and places that we go to enjoy these things. So Venus is exalted at 27 degrees of Pisces and debilitated opposite at 27 degrees of Virgo. So it has its root strength or trinal strength between 0 and 20 degrees of Libra, which is its own sign, and it's obviously stronger in the other sign it said to rule, Taurus. It is strongest in the fourth house or the lowest position of the chart and rules the southeast direction. So Venus represents love and affection, friendliness and gentleness, sociability and harmony, balance. It represents balance in the body and this is expressed more so through the hormones. So any imbalances in the hormones are a Venus type of issue. It represents elegance and gracefulness and refinement. So again, it's the most refined substance in the body, Shukra. So when it's weak, of course, there are a lack of these things. So there can be a sense of vulgarity or an uncouth nature. There can also be a laziness and a vanity or a poor taste and a sensual overindulgence if one is overcompensating for a weak Venus. In the body, Venus, from an Ayurvedic point of view, represents kapha and vata. So it's the phlegmatic and the windy type combined. So normally kapha is the more curvaceous body and vata the thinner body. So what you get in the end, a combination of both of these represents a body that has curves in all the right places, as it were. So it actually shows a beautiful physique when you have Venus rising in the chart. So Venus, according to Parashra, is joyful, charming in physique, and has beautiful eyes. It's phlegmatic and windy, and has curly hair. Venus rules the reproductive fluid, as I mentioned, as well as the face and eyes, and the kidneys and the urinary system. So it's all about balances in the body, not just the hormonal balance, but also water balance. And it rules the reproductive organs. Its taste is the sour taste. 
So this is often confused by people in terms of the sweet taste because you think of Venus as sweetness and sweet things. But in an Ayurvedic sense, Venus rules the sour taste, whereas Jupiter rules the sweet tastes. There's a sweetness about Jupiter and but also an tendency to overindulge in sweet taste and put on weight, of course, because Jupiter also represents or rules the fat tissue, the adipose tissue. Venus, on the other hand, rules the reproductive tissue. So Venusian type places are places where you would enjoy yourself. So restaurants and bedrooms, um, beauty spas, art gallery, anywhere there's art, shops, music venues and dance venues and clubs. So traditionally Venus is worshipped offering milk, rice pudding and clarified butter. The mantra that could be used in a safe manner for Venus or Shukra is Om Namah Shukraya. Another mantra which is really useful for Venus is the Mrityunjaya mantra. This is a very um, rejuvenative mantra. It is all about cultivation of energy and it is a longer mantra, although I can give you the longer one and a shorter version or a beej or seed mantra as it's known. The longer mantra goes like this. Om Triyambakam Yajamahe Sukandim Pushtivardhanam Urvadukam Vivabandhanam Mrityon Mukshiyamamritat So that's a longer mantra, but you could use the Bij mantra or the seed mantra of the Mrityunjaya, which goes Om Jum Sa Sa Jum Om. So it's three words Om Jum Sa and they're repeated but then in reverse sa jum om and it goes like that in a circular uh, fashion so the gemstone for venus is the diamond and substitute stones include the zircon or for those especially with venus in debilitation in virgo a white sapphire would be a good option and this should be set in gold or platinum and worn on the right hand ring finger Colour for Venus is white, as many astrologers speak about Venus co-ruling Taurus alongside the moon, which we already mentioned in a previous podcast represents the white colour. So Taurus, actual fact, the colour of the sign Taurus is pure white. So another option is to wear like multicoloured, like variegated colours. The lunar day or Titi in Vedic astrology is associated with Venus and each day the sun moves one degree while the moon moves 13 degrees approximately moving through a lunar sign lunar mansion or nakshatra so the difference between the sun and moon then each day is 12 degrees if the sun is moving one degree and the moon is moving 13 degrees so the sun and moon are either moving toward each other or um, away from each other by 12 degrees a day. So this is a lunar day or what's called a titi. So the lunar day relates to the water element. So Venus is itself associated with the water element. So it has this link or an association with the lunar day each day. And each lunar day is classified according to five different elements as well. So depending on what lunar day you were born, that would have a link with the elements which would show how you approach relationships and how you are in relationships. So each lunar day has this element. So the first, sixth and eleventh lunar days 
are related to the fire element. The 2nd, 7th and 12th lunar days are related to the earth element. The 3rd, 8th and 13th lunar days are related to the space or ether element. The 4th, 9th and 14th lunar days are related to the water element. And the 5th, 10th new or full moon, they're the 15th lunar days, are related to the air element. So in a general sense, fire element, you know, combining with water, they're inimical. Fire and water don't work well together. So if you were born on a lunar day, the first, sixth or eleventh, there may be a fiery, passionate nature, but there can be sort of short lived relationships or short term relationships as a result. Too much passion, too much heat. The earth um, element in relation to the second, seventh and twelfth lunar days is very much about keeping things together. Earth contains things. So those people tend to want to hold things together and keep a relationship steady. The space element in relation to the third, eighth and thirteenth lunar day, also those individuals like to hold things together because that's what space does. A space contains things, it holds people together, it holds things together. The water element and the fourth, ninth and fourteenth lunar days are more emotional and so emotions can get out of hand in relationships and they need to be in a relationship that steadies that course for them. And then finally the air element, the 5th, 10th, 15th lunar day, either the new or full moon, they are probably the most in need of steadying their course because in relationships the air element can be a bit too volatile and so they need to be steadied in a relationship and maybe in a way earthed or grounded or contained more. The life lesson of Venus as it relates to the water element is a feeling, a sense and particularly a feeling of trust, not just trust in your significant other or in people in general, but in a higher power and a sense of devotion to that higher power or to a person, to the beloved. So if you don't trust somebody, obviously it's very hard to devote yourself to that person. Likewise, if you don't trust life, it's hard to devote yourself to life or to God, whatever form the beloved comes in. So there are two planets which can bring Venus out of debilitation in the sign Virgo. That is the ruler of Virgo itself, which is Mercury, and the ruler of the opposite sign Pisces, which is Jupiter. So Mercury or Jupiter, if in an angle from the ascendant or the moon sign or from each other, or aspecting your debilitated Venus, these can bring your Venus out of debilitation. And Mercury and Jupiter in general, you could say, represent knowledge and learning and understanding. And these are really important. In particular, recently there we've had Venus debilitation and Mercury which is never that far from Venus anyway, was also in Virgo, cancelling its debilitation. So understanding and communication go a long way. So those are my thoughts on Venus debilitation and how you can improve Venus and increase Shukra, that um, energy of vitalization and revitalizing yourself and cultivating your energy. I hope this helps and I'd like to thank you for listening. Until next time.